American songwriter. We had the absolute pleasure of talking with Amanda, Stephen, and our dear friend Tosh of Bexley over Zoom video. We've had Tosh on this podcast before. He drums with so many different artists. Currently Machine Gun Kelly, uh, Bad Bunny recently. Uh, he's the drummer for Carly Hansen and Bryce Vine. But he is now a member of Bexley. And we had the chance to speak with Amanda and Steve of Bexley as well, which is so much fun. Amanda talks about being born and raised in the Seattle area, and she moved down to Los Angeles at about 18 years old. Steve is from Canada, and he not only plays with, with Bexley, but he is a huge part of Gwen Stefani's live show. And he works with a ton of artists as well, including St. Vincent. And Amanda actually was able to play guitar with Gwen Stefani. So we talk about that a little bit, but we also talk a lot about their band, Bexley. Amanda and Steve met at NAMM, and uh, they hit it off, started writing music together. The first Bexley EP is mainly Amanda, and uh, Steve ended up helping to write it a bit. But Tosh joined the picture a little bit later. He uh, started playing with them. first song he wrote with them is called Misfit Love. And kind of due to this pandemic, they were able to really write this new record because Steven's usually on tour with Gwen Stefani or, or doing other things. Amanda is doing other things as well. And Tosh is playing with a bunch of other artists. So they're finally in the same area for, you know, a year due to this entire pandemic. And they were able to write an entire record, which is coming out later this summer. So we talked all about their new album and the next single they have coming out on July 9th. It was so much fun to catch up with Tosh and and, and meet Amanda and Steve and, and talk all about their, their project, Bexley. And you can watch the interview on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter and our new TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Amanda, Steve, and Tosh of Bexley. This is about you guys, your journey in music, and uh, we'll talk about the new record. And you have a new song coming out, uh, coming up, what, about a month away? Uh, yeah, the date now isn't like super set in stone yet, but the next one's about a month away. Yeah. Cool, cool. Your name's Amanda, right? Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to double check. Yeah. Cool, cool. <laughs> well, I've already, we know Tasha's story a little bit, so we'll get to, to Tasha in a minute if that's cool. Um, but Amanda, tell me, where were you born and raised? Uh, I was born in Kent, Washington, which is like 20 minutes south of Seattle. Okay. Um, yeah, and I just grew up there and moved down here when I was about 18. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's how, how did you get into music? Um, I was always like a singer. Um, and I kind of taught myself how to play acoustic guitar so that I could sing along to something. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really like CD, like karaoke tracks. So I just, I was like, I'll figure out some of my songs that I like on guitar. And so it kind of like sp spiraled from there. And I joined a band and anyway, the rest. Well, how, how old were you when you started playing acoustic guitar? uh 13 oh, okay yeah yeah my dad had one and he was like here try this <laughs> did you just did he play did he teach uh, you? 
yeah he knows like some basic guitar stuff so he like tried to teach me twinkle twinkle little star and that kind of stuff Um, (laughs) yeah and he got me one of those chord charts that has like all the chords on it so i sure i just tried to like make all those shapes and got to where i am now i guess (laughs) that's awesome did he play in a band or anything uh no he just hit all his friends like in the 70s played guitar right on very very cool what about you, Steve? Where were you born and raised? Uh, so I'm from like a small town called Sudbury in Canada. It's like four oh, wow. hours north of Toronto. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like way up there. Um, uh, yeah, it's like a mining town. And I, I started playing music when I was like, same same thing. I think I tried playing guitar when I was like nine and I hated it because okay. <laughs> like, like somebody was trying to teach me how to read out of a book and I couldn't, I was just like, I can't do this. And my dad's a drummer, so I switched to drums for like two years. Oh wow! Um, but then all of my friends played drums, so I switched back to guitar so we could play together. Real, all your friends play drums. That's usually like the the hardest instrument to find, right? Well, I would... It's because my dad taught them all drums. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we all ended up being like, let's take turns on a drum kit. And I'm like, this is okay, but <laughs> that's cool <laughs> though. Um, was your dad like? Tasha's dad was a pro. Is it was your dad in bands and stuff? Uh, my dad like uh, he put himself through med school playing in like five or wow. six different bands. Yeah, like he, he was never like in big big bands. His mm-hmm. his claim to fame is he jammed with BB King once, and that's pretty huge. Uh, and his band Weasel uh, in high school beat the Guess Who in a battle of the bands. Really? <laughs> that oh. is pretty huge. That's amazing. <laughs> well, what took you? What took you back to guitar? Just everyone played drums. Pretty much. Yeah. It was like, it would be fun to jam with my dad and like with everybody else. And my dad actually always wanted to play guitar, but he was left-handed and couldn't find one when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. So okay. uh, I think he kind of lived vicariously through me on that one too. So he's like, yeah, just, you should play guitar. So and then you out. would, you would jam with him. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's like, that's our thing. That's so cool. Have you jammed with him like recently? Like, does he um, sub in for Tosh or no? I <laughs> sub on the road now. <laughs> Was he in the music video for uh, the one that you missed, Tosh? <laughs> he should have been. <laughs> for Misfit Love? Was he in the video? <laughs> no. That would have been rad. Uh, it's like a year ago. Yeah. he's a, Well, he's a huge Tosh fan, though. He texts me all the time. He's like, I don't know how the hell that kid does that stuff. <laughs> he texts me all the time, too, dude. He rules. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so what? how'd you get from, like, what took you down here? Or you're in L.A. too, I would imagine, right? Yeah. Okay. So um, what took you down to Los Angeles? Well, I, I, wanted, I knew I wanted to play music. And I lived in, like, I moved from Sudbury to Toronto because it's kind of like the next biggest town. Okay. Um, I lived there for a few years playing music and I'm like, look, this is something I really want to do. And so I figured mm-hmm. I should probably figure out a way down here. Um, okay. And yeah, I just like kept coming back and forth until they would give me a visa. So, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> How did you want? I heard that's like the hardest thing is to get a visa for the United States. He was like alien with extraordinary abilities. Yeah, that's what they, <laughs> that's what they called it. Really? Yeah, you get some looks when you like. I, I had to get a social security number and all that, and they're like, "What do you do?" And I'm like, "I can't talk about it." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Are you guys married, by the way, or no? Uh, we're just dating. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I thought you guys were together, and then because my wife and I usually do this podcast together. Um, oh, okay. That's but awesome. she, you know, we've got 
COVID and all that other crap. So she has to take care of our two kids in the other room. So, <laughs> but when we talked to Tosh the first time she was there. Oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll say hi to her for us. Yeah, we will. Oh, when she, she's actually not home, but it, when she gets home, I bet you she'll come in here just Perfect. to say hello. So, um, but Tosh, you know what is funny is I was watching our original interview and um, you didn't even tell me where you were born and raised. I'm assuming that it was what, Costa Mesa area? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm in Fullerton, or like, so it's Orange County, yeah. Oh yeah, Fullerton. Okay. But, uh, uh, was that where you're born yeah, and raised? Uh, that's yeah, yeah, I'm still in the same house. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I knew that. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's funny. Is like, yeah, like I was watching it. and I'm like, I didn't even ask him that question. I was just assumed that. Oh, he must be just from, from, from Orange County. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much everyone can kind of. I mean, I feel like you can figure that out pretty easily. On <laughs> just based on where I'm always at. Sure, sure, sure. And uh, the I don't know if they know, but you and I met through Carly, which yeah. was um, originally cool. I interviewed Carly Hansen for the podcast. She was the very first interview that we ever published. Um, but I told Tosh after the show, I was like, dude, you are like the best drummer I've ever seen. And then he gave me one of his grandma's uh, uh, the Oreo, the Oreo ball. And it was like life changing. She gave me the recipe. And oh I, my God. That's like sacred. I can't right? make them. Because... She made them like later that night. She gave us some and then she's going to make these now. Oh my God. Yeah. So she, she gave me, or Tosh gave me one of those. And I was like, Oh my God. And then, so the next time we saw him, he, she, she made some for us. We love the Nancer. She's amazing. She's amazing. Dude, she didn't just make, she didn't just make you some. She brought like a whole box. Yeah, no, yeah, legit. And I still have the box. I need to send her back something with it. You know how like if your neighbor like gives you like a casserole, you're supposed to make one and like give it back to them like that. But I couldn't make those. I couldn't make anything near uh, which which she can create. But um, <laughs> so real quick on Tosh, we'll recap. Uh, you started playing drums at two years old. Yeah, okay, yeah. So tell me again real quick about this. So, yeah, so my dad's a drummer. I kind of just always played drums or drums in the house. Uh, they got me my own kit when I was two. <laughs> and then I got another, like, my first, like, full-size kit, I guess, when I was five because I broke the, the one that I got when I was two within, like, six months. So I just had to play on my dad's drums. Oh, really? I didn't know that part of it. You broke yeah, your I, kit? <laughs> I pretty much I broke everything and smashed it to pieces just because I was so crazy. And then I would play on my dad's drums and, and uh and so they got me like a real full-size kit when I was five and that's kind of when I was like taking it seriously and then started touring at 16 and just yeah you got that you got your gig on your 16th birthday right yeah yeah 16th birthday is when I got my first touring gig and that was like that was crazy that was so fun and then we met I met them like not too long after that because I oh, had actually, really or I had actually I had met them before that but then we became friends like after I got that gig like same time period so like yeah well okay so you've known each other since you were 16 yeah uh, yeah we we met when i was 15 at the guitar center drum off yeah really yeah <laughs> wow why were you guys there scouting drummers uh no, no we, we invited by a friend of ours yeah a friend of ours was a photographer for it so he like he's like you want to come I'm like, yeah, of course. and he wanted us to meet every you know he knew tosh was going to be there and a few other people that he just wanted to connect us with so that was cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, well, I want to know how you guys met. So you moved down from Canada to Los Angeles. And when did you and Amanda, you moved from Washington to Los Angeles? 
Did you yeah. move down here? I, we never talked about that. Well, how did you get down to LA? Um, I've been kind of going back and forth from like 17 to 18, um, just working with like a producer and, uh, you know, still living with my parents. Um, and then we met at NAM. Okay. <laughs> through the same friend, weirdly enough, that introduced us. Yeah. Through T- Tosh. But, his, um, his name's, instead of, let's keep saying our friend, but his name's Robert Knight. He's like a pretty well-known rock photographer. He, like, he did like Zeppelin's first American tour and stuff. And, like, he's, Wow. Got, like legendary pictures so he he's like a whole thing where he puts like young musicians together just to try to help them out really that's a, yeah, pretty, pretty cool. cool that so, is dope yeah so we met at nam and really hit it off and uh just even just musically we hit it off and um i don't know we just kept blossoming our friendship and eventually moved down to la together yeah we started like writing songs over Skype and stuff too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so like you we send files back and forth. So you guys met at NAM, but you weren't both living in Los Angeles at the time? No, we no. went back to our respective homes and then- Oh, wow. Via, like we were writing songs via Skype and like he was saying, and um, yeah, we would meet up in LA and then you know meet up in our other homes. And then uh, we just decided to move down here, I think a year later. Okay. Yeah, and a lot of Airbnbs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys would just come down here to meet and then go yeah. back home or and like, yeah. Cause yeah. Well, I couldn't stay like super long and I couldn't work here. So I had to like, yeah. until I could get ah. done all that business. So sure. Okay. And yeah. I know, I know you guys put out a record and had some songs pri- and the band was like going prior to Tosh joining. Correct. Yeah, so we started, we had our own projects and um, the Bexley idea didn't come up until I think like late 2018. I was like, I'm, you know, I went under my own name and I was like, I'm tired of this. Like, I don't want to do this. Um, let's come up with a name. Um, so we came up with Bexley and put out music under that. And so it's really only been going for like two and a half years. Um, okay. Posh came in, I think like a year and a half ago right yeah, it was kind of your thing to start with though. yeah she she wrote the first ep with this guy aaron edwards who's yeah. like a really rad producer in town here okay um, and then i just pretty much my contribution to the first record was i edited the drums <laughs> oh wow <laughs> her and um yeah yeah and then from there we we started writing together more and then tosh was like hey that's jam. So yeah, we were working on like a new record idea when the pandemic hit. And I think when that happened, like we were all home, like in the Los Angeles area. And we're mm-hmm. like, let's just write a record and get it done. And so oh, so that was all done. Re- I mean, within the past within year, year. Yeah, within the last year and a year and a bit. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, Tosh, when you sent me a song, you're like, I'm in this band now. And you sent me the song. Was that prior to the pandemic i can't even remember yeah so that was okay so we had actually been playing together for a while because we did that misfit love we did and uh-huh. but we had been yeah. jamming since before the actual the first ep came out we yeah. had just been oh we wow okay so, so we we had been jamming a lot and then they uh the ep was pretty much done and it was just kind of good to go and then they released it and we were still playing together and stuff and and elijah wood who's a rad drummer he played drums on it but like a long time before Right. Okay. I skipped a whole playing. No, no, yeah. Let's go back real quick so I can we can timeline Tosh into the equation. (laughs) I was like, it was actually like we started jamming after like 
after uh, uh, we went to like this uh, art show of Robert Knights and we kind of like hung out there and then we started jamming, but I was still playing for Nick West at the time. So I was like, I was 17. Oh, yeah, wow. Okay. Gone all the time too. Yeah. And so I was just kind of like always gone. And then we would like jam once in a while when we got home, but then we started playing shows at the beginning of 2019 is when we started playing around town and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we would just like whenever we were all home and stuff, because, uh, you know, Steve was on tour and stuff and we would be like going back and forth and we would like. So basically, whenever we were all at home, we would try to play shows as much as we could, you know. And oh, OK. Um, Wait, so, Steve, were you in another band then? Obviously, you were. Uh, I was briefly you're on tour. Okay. Um, I did a tour with a blues singer named Beth Hart. And okay. then after that, um, I picked up like some side work doing like playback for some people. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I did it for like St. Vincent and Gwen Stefani and stuff. So it's oh, just, wow. just running tracks and that kind of thing. No big deal. Right? What, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what, real quick, just so I'm not really even familiar. What's playback mean? Uh, playback's a bitch. Uh, no, it's, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make it. Dark. I don't know if that's a stupid question. I'm just curious. Yeah, really, I'm trying to think how to explain it. It's, it's not that complicated. It's, it's basically like, tracks, yeah, right? it's like anything that's not actually happening on stage. So like if there's a string section in the song and there's no string players, like, I'm Oh, the, you're like behind the scenes yeah, I'm guy behind the curtain kind of running that. And like, I'll give ah. people cues with like a headset being like, Hey, this song's next do this kind of do that kind of thing. Oh wow! Like kind of directing from the side a little bit, and just um, yeah, running, running, basically whatever's not actually happening on stage. Um, So you're doing that for Gwen Stefani and Saint Vincent? Yeah. Oh my god! You're just like casually like, oh yeah. Like when I heard that, I thought you were like, yeah, like you were in the studio and played a couple things for like the demo track or something. Not that you were like running the show behind the scenes. Yeah, the the fact that he's like, like, okay, Gwen, you got spiderwebs coming up next get ready You're like right <laughs> like what <laughs> how cool is that i don't know if she knows my name but that's okay <laughs> oh, i'm sure she does <laughs> also, also amanda filled in on guitar for a gwen stefani oh, yeah. show which she rad. totally just forgets to mention all the time what okay let's how did that happen was it through through, it steve? through steve okay so basically um they were doing the christmas show right yeah um, they like, were filming it i heart radio i think and i heart radio christmas special and she was doing like five songs, um, most of which were Christmas songs. And I guess the guitar player she couldn't she, she couldn't make it for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I think she had I think she got injured. Like she hurt herself, and like it was that day. Okay. So like, what are we gonna do? Because this is on like. And I was TV. about to go to work. Like this was morning, and I worked at a juice shop, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was gonna go to work that day, and. Um, and he told them that I play guitar because they didn't, he was like, I play guitar, but they're like, we need a girl. So he's like, my girlfriend plays guitar. So <laughs> you can be here in 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, wow. So yeah. do you have to call the juice shop manager and be like, yo, um, I'm playing yeah, with Gwen uh, Stefani tonight. Like, Peace hey, out. I'm not coming in. I'm going to play for Gwen Stefani today. <laughs> they, they, they know like I'm a musician or they knew, I guess I quit that job, but um, <laughs> yeah, they were mad. They were real mad. Like, uh, yeah. Well, you played with Gwen Stefani, so who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. Wow. Okay. We played the Sweet Escape, and that was like my childhood jam. So. Wow, that's yeah. huge. That is so cool. Okay, so well, you guys were all off doing other things, and then you, when you were in in LA together or in the same area, you would jam and play shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and when did you start? Like, sorry, here. go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. 
Um, we played shows for like a solid year before we even started working on this record. Um, I think it was all of 2019 we just played shows. Yeah, we would do like the EP, that single Misfit Love that, that the first one Tosh was on, and then like some demo-y stuff and a few covers, and we would just kind of throw it all together. It was a lot of fun. Like, I think that's kind of what made us want to do the record. Okay. And like, obviously, you know, Tosh is doing a million things too. And then yeah. it must have been hard to kind of <laughs> get everybody in the same place for a long period of time, I would imagine. It was, it was hard until the pandemic where it was like, <laughs> all right, this is kind of like, this is what we were waiting for. Like, let's do it. <laughs> Some downtime. <laughs> okay. So the pandemic hits and I mean, obviously everybody comes to a hold. Where, where were you uh, all at? individually like when that happened like amanda where were you what were you playing with anyone or what happened when no, you were... uh we were here um steve was i'm saying steve's part steve was in um you were on tour with gwen yeah we flew out like oh my gosh you know how like there was like all right travel from europe is shut down like that right. was the first sort of step um that day i flew to the dominican republic to do a festival with gwen and like we landed and we're like Hey, guess what? We're going home first thing in the morning. And I was like, probably a good idea. So they, oh, like everything wow. we had booked got canceled because it was like Trump's making an announcement on Monday and this was like Friday. So right. Were, did sure you know what was going on at this point? Like, I mean, were you, we, I could imagine like with Gwen Stefani, you're not seeing too many people not show up to shows. Like I know I've talked to other artists where they're like, yeah, like we sold out this, you know, thousand cap room and there was about 300 people there. Like, Right. I'm, I'm, I'd yeah. imagine with Gwen Stefani, you couldn't really gauge the, the fact that if there were 60,000 people or 45,000 people. I, I guess like we, did, we didn't even get that far in. Like we, it just oh. like, that was like, it was kind of a one-off gig, like just to fly down and do this festival. And oh, wow. Okay. As soon as we got there, it was all canned. And I'm like, hey, Amanda, book us tickets to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we went up to Canada for three months. <laughs> Yeah, as soon as we okay. landed back in Dominican that next day, we booked tickets. And then that Sunday, we, her and I flew up to Canada for like three months and stayed with my family. Okay. So, I don't know and, what's coming. And how did you get home? Because I know they're like crazy. <laughs> like I heard if you come across and you're from Canada and you want to get back, you have to be in like some government run yeah. like hotel that costs like it's some like insane grand. amount of money. Um, this was like... June. we landed the day before they closed the borders oh wow so, like this was like as soon as we got there everything hit the fan yeah so we, okay. we kind of got in right before all that and then how'd you get out <laughs> if you're was, as long as you're not going back in they're cool yeah the I u.s guess. doesn't care i well, don't know. at the time it was very wishy-washy but like we just came back through and they were like yeah just you know they asked us why we were traveling and we're like well, we live in we LA, gotta go so. home Oh, okay. We landed the first night they had curfews here. Like yeah. the, um, when, when all the protests, protests were happening. happening. Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. We landed after the curfew, which was also weird because it was like a ghost <laughs> town. We're like, how do we get home? Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine driving in like on the 405 or something like that in LA and not seeing yeah, any National cars. Guard trucks going by. Wow. <laughs> okay. That was weird. That's crazy. Okay, Tosh, where were you? I'm sure you were in some somewhere on tour right i was actually about to leave <laughs> oh my gosh okay yeah so i was like trying to i was like i need some time off so i i didn't i was turning down tours for like the first two months of 2020 really yeah and so i was like okay i need to not i need to be home i was like kind of losing my mind from being gone so much because mm -hmm. at uh, this point where you you were playing with so many people like you were playing obviously with carly 
and Bryce Vine. And who else were you playing with? It was so I was pretty much just so busy with Carly and Bryce. And, okay. Um, and then I was about I was getting asked for a few other things that I was like, I just don't think I should do this. I think I need to like kind of focus on you know just like being just like five know. projects instead of t- ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <probably laughs> but I was like, I need some time to chill, you know, because I was just so busy. We had been going like kind of nonstop. Like I would come home from a tour with Carly and leave the the same day to go on a tour with Bryce and and that thing back and forth and. To where I would come home for like four hours, do my laundry, eat a meal, and then go back to the airport and leave, you know, like. Oh, my gosh. And I was doing that like nonstop, like pretty much the, the week that I came down to San Diego was like one of my only weeks at home. Like Really? Guys, that whole year. pretty like. Well, I appreciate I that. <laughs> I home, like very, very randomly and stuff. And um, but then so I, so I kind of took those first two months off. And then we had uh, Asia booked for March. And so that kind of got canceled before everything else. With Carly or with, with Bryce? With Bryce. Okay. With Bryce. And so we had we had Asia booked for like March 20, uh, 2020. And so that got canceled before everything else, you know? So, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, so that got canceled like in February. And then. Oh, wow. Uh, so you already, you already, that was already canceled that early on. Yeah, because it, it was hitting Asia way before everywhere else. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so we weren't allowed to go there. And then, and then in March, all our April stuff got canceled. And then like April was like, okay, we're not touring until who knows when. Right. Right. So, oh, wow. So kind of just kept happening like that. And um, I really loved the pandemic at first. Cause I was like, <laughs> cool. I mean, I guess I get more time to just practice and, and, you know, yeah. You know, I, and I'm allowed to say no when people want to hang out and I could just kind of hide in my drum room all day and practice. <laughs> and then, like and then it hit like May and I was like, got all like, I need to do something. And I was like freaking out, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, does your, do your parents come with you on tour or no? Not I mean, really. Like, like once in a while they'll come around, like, uh, like we were just talking about like where they're going to come this year, but then we might just do a vacation at the end of the year. Just, um, a little like, trip to Nashville. Yeah, we should. I know. I'm, I'm playing in Nashville. I'm playing in Nashville in like uh, October, so you guys got to come out. Oh my gosh! Uh, yes. Okay. We'll we'll chat about this after. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Wait, I just want to say real quick. Remember, I was I was still working at, at the radio station in San Diego, ninety one X at the time, and I'm in in the studio in the morning, and I look on the TV and I see Tosh, and I'm like wait, is that you? And I'm like looking and it was you playing on like the Ryan Seacrest show. You remember this? And I like yeah. took a picture of the TV and I'm like, are you, yeah. is it you? <laughs> yeah, dude, you? Was that with Bryce Vine? Yeah, that was Bryce. So we did, it was Bryce Vine and Loud Luxury. We did, uh, we did uh, live Kelly and Ryan. Is what yeah. Was. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy, dude. It was, it was on my sister's birthday. So I was like, I need to get home that day. And so, so I literally flew home like right after and everyone else was like, got to chill for a little bit. And I was like, uh, I need to go. And- I need to get home. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. I just remember seeing you. I'm like, wait, is that, that, that is Tosh. Oh my God. And then I didn't realize who was playing. Cause it was just like on TV and it was muted. And yeah. Then I, it all kind of came together. So, um, all right, back to your band. Uh, so the, you guys were, you, you said may Tosh is when you got like antsy. And then is that when you guys started writing the record? Um, oh, sorry, you go ahead. I was no, gonna say, whoever it was more like it was more like June, I would say that we started like working on it more just because we were like, because they had been working on some stuff. And then I was like, I didn't really have a way to record yet. 
Um, okay. So then they, and then I got like a way to record some demo stuff. And then we started sending stuff back and forth, probably like June. Cause you guys were back here and had the ability to record some more. Yeah. yeah. So you, were you guys, when, when did you, what month did you come back to this, to LA from Canada? Um, it was June, June 1st, I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah. the same around around the same time. Yeah. yeah. We, and we, we, we had a bunch of songs that we were already working on. Um, and the ideas were mostly there. They didn't have drums yet. Okay. Um, but when we got back, we were able to like sort of flesh out the rest of that um, and have like a solid set of songs that we were like, yeah, these are the songs. Like we want to, we want to make this a record. Um, and then I think in July we recorded drums. We spent like an entire day borrowing microphones from friends and like yeah, shout out to Auntie M's because yeah <laughs> there's like a I'm friends with a, a guy from a backline company here and I was uh -huh. like I know you're not renting anything because <laughs> no one's playing tomorrow <laughs> stuff he's like yeah man we're bored take what you need like make something cool like they were really really cool about it so they loaned us everything we needed to track drums it and you guys like and that's how you recorded Tosh yeah, we yeah. went down to his spot. In that room. We really? Were sitting yeah. in. We yeah. sat here on that cat on the futon and sweating. She, with the board <laughs> in front of us. It was like a hundred degrees in there, and we spent like 10 hours recording the drums. Yeah, he did we do like eight songs in the day, and then we added uh, if we have to die later, like a few months later. Okay. That one on. But the eight tr tracks he did all in the in in one day in that room. Oh and my God. Every time, every time I would be like, all right, like towards the end of the day, I was like, all right, wait, let's try something else. Let me try something else. And man, I was like, it sounds fine. Next song. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I nailed it. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't to sweat anymore. <laughs> it was, it was very warm. Okay. That was, um, that was awesome. But and did, were you yeah. sending Tosh the songs prior? Like, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like, I just like programmed sort of like MIDI drums, like just a demo be like, Hey, this is the idea. Like do what you, you know, do your thing on it. But like, this is the song. Um, okay. And then we ended up changing. So like one of the songs, it's not out yet, but it's called desert song. Um, we had like only half written. And then when we went to track drums, the last song we did was that we're like, Hey man, like we don't know where this thing's going to go, but we know we need like this beat. And uh -huh. then I don't know. So just lay down stuff. And then he did for like 20 minutes, just like a big long take. <laughs> and I took it home and like chopped it up and then her and I finished writing like the guitar parts and then the vocals and it, that was pretty cool it was like a weird backwards way to put songs together but it was a lot yeah. of fun so he, he kind of inspired like the whole second half of that wow yeah. have you ever written like that Tosh like were you they were like okay uh, you play I, drums and then I'll figure something out I mean I have I've done that a lot since then but that was probably the first time and like that's kind of how we wrote if we have to die too is we were jamming yeah. and I got the idea and then so I just so then I just sent him a full take like of what I, where I thought it should go. And that was kind of the song. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was fully yeah. Tasha's idea. Like he played the drum beat and we were like, oh shit, let's come up with something to go with that. Cause that's really cool. Yeah. That was, oh, rad. I think that's the first one we did like sort of in a more traditional band writing thing. Like we went yeah. down and we jammed it out. Like he sent us a track. We're like, okay, keep writing, keep writing, go back, jam it out again, take it home. Like it was, that one was also, the record was finished, like it was mixed. And we're yeah. like, hey, um, um, Will, the guy who was mixing it, we're like, hey, man, um, do you have time for one more? Because we're going to rush it. And we'll get it to you in like three days. So, oh, wow. So this was like, uh, this song was like an addition to what you had already yeah. had finished. Yeah, it was the last song we wrote and the first song we put out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, wow. Okay. And um, so how many songs from the record have, have you released? Like, I don't know what's going to make the album. Like, is Misfit Love going to make the record or no? No. Okay. Um, so the three we have out so far, If We Have to Die, Misery, and Sick. Okay. And what yeah. about Run, Rabbit, Run? Was that a news-ish song? No, or that was... Was that uh, older? That was 2018. That was, that was the oh, first wow. The EP, right? Yeah, that was yeah. the first Bexley song. Got you. Okay. Okay, okay. So if we have to die, Sick and Misery are the three that you have out from, from the record. Because Sick is yes. the most recent. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I love that song, by the way. And I want to talk to you, but real quick, I was listening to the, you guys did the jam in the van. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How, tell me about that. Because was when did you guys record that? That must have been during the that was, pandemic? That was just before the pandemic. So like a couple of our last shows were at NAMM. Oh, okay. Jam in the van did this thing at NAMM um, and we got to play there so that's when we did the jam in the van thing yeah i think they just they waited a long time to release it they had like a backlog of stuff yeah to release, i guess they waited like maybe all the way till september i think yeah so it took a minute but then well, it came out we're like oh it's out okay <laughs> oh wow okay and how that must be a cool thing to be a part of i would imagine Dude, yeah. I thought that was so awesome. I, I was like, I was so worried. I thought it was going to be like so different. And when we showed up there and they're like, dude, play it like a full set and like play it like a full, like as if you're like totally rocking out and stuff. And I thought that was yeah. so sick. So you just played live? Like, this is a live take of all of those three songs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I will say, Steve, your guitar, you are so good at guitar. Oh, I mean, this is like the blend of like, you get like super group blend. I mean, that solo and falling to pieces at the end, I was just like, whoa. Like it just uh, yeah. caught me off guard. <laughs> I don't remember what I did, but thank you. <laughs> Dude, it shreds. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, live, it's fun. Like we'll extend out the outros of stuff. Like and Tosh just goes freaking ape shit. Nuts. And then, like, get solo and stuff. It's pretty rad. I get to scream all over yeah, all their, what they're yeah. doing. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, That's I want to hear. Fun. It's funny. So I'm watching, I, I text Tosh before this and I was like, uh, you, I'm like, you were on Misfit Love, right? That was like, the, and he's like, yeah, that was the first time I recorded it. I'm like, you're not in the video though, right? Because <laughs> yeah, no. it's like some dude with long hair and I'm like, this isn't him. Like, yeah, okay, he, so. He that. Yeah. that was, a, <laughs> Tosh was uh, like, you You were coming back the next day, I think, or, yeah. or two days later. And the, the people filming it were doing us a favor and like, we could only do it this day. Okay. And what was, is, is Sick the only video you were in, Tosh? Or were you in another one? Uh, no, we, we've done, uh, we did If We Have to Die as well. Okay. What's in, what's that video? Tell me, r- remind me of the pre- uh, the, the, the video. It looks like, like if you were in a lava lamp. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, now I remember. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the fir- that, was, that was the first video you were in, Tosh? Yeah. Yeah, that was a full-on pandemic one, too. That was like Amanda and I are against this wall in our kitchen, and uh-huh. Tosh is in his drum room with a sheet behind him. <laughs> Oh really? And then you yeah. just sent like the the individual takes to each other and yeah. edited it together. That's the height of the pandemic, like we filmed that in January, and That's... it was like you can't go anywhere. Well, like... we even stopped seeing each other. Like yeah, Tosh and us, like we we were like we had kind of a bubble going on. We didn't see anybody else, and then even at that point, it was so bad. We we're like, hey, let's just like wait a minute because we're shrinking the bubble <laughs> wow so was that yeah. like how did you guys i mean i i know tosh just makes a ton of videos anyway but like how do you survive through the pandemic like as far as did you you knew you had the band you knew you had the record and was it like okay let's figure out a way to 
put out content? Was that pretty much? This is like the most DIY thing. I don't know. I don't know how more yeah. DIY it could be. We make everything ourselves. Yeah, like all the like, content online, all the like artwork. That's yeah. Even like the, the video for Sick. Even like we rented a space and a friend of ours who's also a drummer named Jonathan. He um he filmed it and I edited it and we're like really hey, yeah. what we can do. Dude, wow. Steve, like Steve has so many nights where he's probably has to stay up all night because he has like <laughs> we need to get this out and so he's just like. And like, dude, I'll be, and I'm the worst too. I'll, I'll be calling. I'm like, Hey, I know you sent me this like a week ago, but like <laughs> I changed my mind. I don't like it anymore. Oh my God. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> that one second clip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's oh, funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the video for sick. How did, oh, I mean, it's the black and white, the, how white, the background is where you guys are playing like that looks so cool like that tell me about like, this video oh. so i had this idea for this video i was like i really want it to look like the contrast like really white background and really black background. yeah um because a friend of mine um he is he did like a feature with a band in seattle and um that video where they put out their single it was like the same kind of idea where they had the white and the black and i was like it just looks so cool like if we mm -hmm. could do that so um that was the vision and we just got our friend jonathan to do it um because he's really good at doing videos for his own band mm -hmm. yeah and he's a drummer which is cool because like he got like he's always he kind of like dp did i guess right yeah and uh yeah. and uh just co-directed it because he he came in with like excitement and good ideas which was oh cool. yeah like the he, dripping he, was his idea uh, oh rad like he was pouring like uh was Ooh. it like it was like cornstarch and food coloring and water yeah and he's it, like i had an idea on the way over so i picked this up at ralph's <laughs> 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 um like, yeah and like all the like camera shake stuff is in time and like he mm -hmm. was following drum beats it was really good like he he really killed it on that it was all one camera so like he's really like, yeah, yeah it was like a million different takes <laughs> like yeah i can't imagine like how different. is a, a shooting a video like that is it pretty like i mean tedious also or... we could only afford we could only afford the space for a certain amount of time so it was like a million takes like back to back to back to back oh, yeah. oh. go again go again <laughs> And we did slow-mo takes to get the, or what was it? To get the slow-mo takes that are in it, we played it double speed. Yeah. So it's and, like... Ding, 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 ding. Oh, wow. So and you're playing... Down. So you're playing double time. Like, Tosh, yeah. you're playing twice as fat. Well, that must yeah, be super sucks. hard because you guys are... Yeah, <laughs> your your songs are quick anyway. Not this one, but yeah, it was fast. <laughs> I don't oh, want... I wanted to kill Steve by the end of that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> cool man oh man um i watched your guys video from the you guys did two pearl jam songs and an alice in chains song yeah when when was that show and tell me about that, that that's you guys killed it on those three by the way thank you um I, my our friend chris kafaro he's also a very well-known photographer he did this picture yeah of chris, chris cornell. cornell oh no way yeah he is like he takes amazing photos and for me particularly <laughs> he's got his sharks um <laughs> chris takes really good photos in general but the ones of the grunge era for me are just like iconic yeah um so he was putting on a gallery event of all his grunge era photos 
and asked us to play like a couple Pearl Jam songs, the Alice in Chains song. And... Oh yeah, because it was a Pearl Jam like. Was it just Pearl yeah, Jam? He, he was it was showing just his Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam photos. Yeah, because he went on tour with Pearl Jam as their photographer. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. He let you guys sneak in an Alice in Chains song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he also he um he directed the video for Misfit Love and Toxic Love. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so that was okay. Kind of brainchild. That's really cool. And then um, how did you guys decide on the songs? And when when did that take place too? Because there was a handful of people there. Right. That was October of 2019. Oh, okay. Pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. Yeah. And he, he was, because we were talking about what songs to do with him. And he was like, whatever you do, like, please don't do Jeremy. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going <laughs> to. I was going to say, that was the first song you guys played. I'm going to do it. And then he was like, oh, you did it so well. <laughs> I was like, thank you. But yeah. Um... That was like, that was like, it was so crazy too. Because I had, honestly, I'm, I'm like the worst, like, I don't know the names of any songs. So, or I, I honestly don't know many Pearl Jam songs. So I was like learning all these songs on the way over to their house to rehearse before we went yeah. over there. Yeah. yeah oh just, man. You brought a cajon to our apartment. We're like, all right, let's run it a few times. I was going to say, yeah, you killed on the cajon that like for black, like you oh, yeah. nailed the drumming. It sounds exactly like it's crazy. Yeah, I really wanted to do that song because um, the MTV Unplugged version is like that's my favorite song on the on the Unplugged show. Oh, is it? Mine is "State of Love and Trust." That's my favorite oh, Pearl I Jam mean, song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, on the Cajon, you killed it, Tosh. I must say. Yeah, that was so fun. And I had flown in from the Philippines like the day before, so right. it was all jet lagged and like. But but I was like, I was like the perfect kind of jet lag where you're like too hyper. So it was like the right kind of jet lag because like, sometimes you get the wrong one and you're too cooked. But like I was like super hyper all day and it was, it was pretty great. That's awesome. Yeah, I love I love your guys performance in that. And I, and, I, and you can see Tosh's dad in the background filming. I love that, too. Yeah. <laughs> in the video. Yeah. <laughs> so, OK, so the record's done. When did when did it when was it finished? I know you guys added a song, so it was completely finished end of december okay yeah you read a master and everything by then right yeah yeah so recent i guess yeah. no not really now i feel like i feel like 2020 wasn't that long ago and then it's like it's been six months right yeah yeah <laughs> i think we like completely had the masters back like the first couple days of january um and then we rushed to get the first single out because that was like our timeline uh we wanted to get it out you know early february so i I think that's when the first song came out was like that first couple weeks of February. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. And so the record's done. You've got three songs out. The next one coming out in about a month. And then do you have a date or anything for the, for the record? It's going to be like late summer. Late it, summer. Yeah. Yeah. We've kind of just been doing the single thing and seeing mm -hmm you know, the response and booking shows and that kind of stuff, just to see kind of how it's going. Um, so it'll, it'll be sometime in the summer for sure. Yeah. Okay. And then I know you, I saw that you guys had a show booked. You're playing in LA, right? Yeah. Coming up at the end of the month. Is that yeah. going to be your first show of like the past year and a half? Yeah. Well, we, Steve and I were up in Seattle the last few weeks and we played a couple of acoustic gigs for a friend of mine. 
Okay. Um, this will be our first like band gig. And I'm so excited. <laughs> that is awesome. So was was the were those shows up in Seattle the first time you guys had played in front of a crowd in yeah. a year? Yeah. Yeah. We did like we did like five shows in a weekend. Like, like what was that like? It was cool. It was uh, a friend of ours who he owned a club called uh, Highway 99 uh, in Seattle, which uh, closed down because they like redid the whole waterfront. Okay. Um, so like they're just making condos, I think. Um, but he is doing this like summer pop-up thing in his, uh, it's like his separate back garage thing at his house. He like mm -hmm. redid the whole thing. The front half is like an art studio for this oh, local right. Seattle artist and the back half is a stage. Wow. So he did like 10 to 14 people um, per show and did like dinner drinks and a show kind of thing. That's cool. Uh, yeah, it was really rad. So we did like one Friday, three Saturday and one Sunday. Uh -huh. um, and it was really cool. Like it, it's just fun to play again. And everybody was just stoked to hear live music. So, yeah, that's I I can't imagine like people, you know, coming together probably for the first time in a year to see a show. That must have been a pretty like emotional yeah. moment. Oh, and yeah, and everybody had to be vaccinated, so they get to bring your card. And so it's kind of like a, you know, a bit of comfort for everybody not having a mask and everything. So, oh, wow, that's cool. That, so they, yeah. they did it. So you didn't have to you didn't have to be all like crazy social distance masks and all that. Nonsense. Yeah, just like the kind it of was small intimate. It, it, yeah. Yeah, it was like, you know, 10 to 15 people per show. And um, wow. yeah, it was right. Yeah, it was cool. That's... Everyone said the same thing, which was it's been 16 months we haven't seen live music you've made our you know year yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's such a live music town too so it's yeah. like sure that's incredible when yeah. tosh i know you've done some stuff some huge things uh the draft and yeah, yeah. uh Those billboard music so awards like i'm just my <laughs> mind's blown and i'm like you're, I see your dad's like posting like, oh, you know, Tosh is going to be on the draft. Like, what? <laughs> like, how did how did this whole. So you you've played a few times, obviously, over the pandemic. Like, how did the whole Machine Gun Kelly thing happen? Um, if you don't mind me asking these questions. Um, and yeah, like you because yeah. you were doing other things during the pandemic. Like, how did you get on like a billboard <laughs> like with Bad Bunny? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. So, okay. So I was doing the Ashton Irwin thing and then, uh, that was during the pandemic, but then, uh, Rook machine gun Kelly's drummer got hurt. Wait, what uh, was the Ashton? Well, tell me real quick before machine gun Kelly. Oh yeah. So Ashton Irwin, he's the drummer for five seconds of summer. And, uh, he did like this thing. He wrote an album and we did a live concert that was filmed. Really? Uh, How did I miss yeah. this? <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll send it to you. It's pretty sick. It's, uh, we, we filmed it all in the studio and then it was, it, it was released like that. And then we released it as a live album. And yeah. And you were the drummer and he what came he off the kid and sang. Yeah. He was just singing for the whole thing. Oh, cool. And you what wrote songs with it. Like, did you like, how did, okay. So did he have the record done? Was like, Hey, I need some people to play on it. Yeah. Yeah. The record was done and it was actually, it was already done as him as his own record. Like and it, and it was just him on everything. Uh huh. And then uh, we did a live album. Oh, okay. And where and so we did. It was like a live performance, but then we released it the soundtrack like as a uh, as an album. Got it. Cool. How did you get hooked up with him? Uh, I just kind of like he had seen me around and stuff, and then his music director and I were friends too, and and so we kind of all just oh, okay contact. But then yeah, and then so I did. I was doing that, and then you know, kind of was just staying busy here and there with some other stuff, and then uh my good friend rook got hit by a car and he plays drums for machine gun kelly and so he wasn't able to do any of those shows oh and, i i think i remember seeing something in the 
like all press or something about this. Yeah. So Rip got, he got robbed or they tried to rob him and, and they hit him with their car. And so he, he, you know, he messed his legs up pretty bad and was, and he's not able to play drums yet. Oh, so I've just been covering a bit. A and, bit. <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> but, then, but, then, um, but then the Bad Bunny thing came from that. So Bad Bunny's a big Machine Gun Kelly fan, I guess. Okay. And so he watched us play on the NFL draft. Um, Tell me about that. That's that was such a my family's from Cleveland. So I was like, oh, man, Tasha's in Cleveland. Like, that's so dope. And um, and like Machine Gun Kelly's from Cleveland. The first yeah, time yeah. I ever saw Machine Gun Kelly, he played the halftime show at a Browns game. Oh, really? Yeah. It was like this is years ago, but he was the yeah. Yeah. He was like the the, the halftime guy. And he yeah. played like a few songs. Dude, yeah, Kells is awesome. I've I've known those guys for uh quite a while, I guess. I would just from going to shows and stuff and like seeing him around. Actually, Rook's dad is the one who found me and was like, Hey, my son's in a band, like you should go see him play sometime, like a long time ago. Like Really? Yeah, like a long time ago. He was like, My son's band is playing like near you and he's like, I would love if you would go see him and say hello. And I was like, Yeah, totally. And then we just kind of became friends like from that. Wow. And then and, he just blew up. I mean, within the past like few couple of years with that young blood song. I mean, yeah, it was like, like through the roof. Yeah. And then, and then since then, like the whole tickets to my downfall, I'm like our, uh, the first show I played with him was actually the first full capacity show in the U S. Uh, really? And it was since the pandemic. So it was like mid April and it was like 5,000, almost 6,000 people. <laughs> Wow. Where was that show? Was That wasn't for the draft? No, that was in Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> really? Of course. <laughs> wow. What was that like? I mean, playing for the first time and now you're around five, I mean, obviously over 5,000 people. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. I mean, I remember I was FaceTiming them all day. Like yeah. I, like, I'm not going to believe that it's happening like all day sound check and stuff. I'm like, I'm not going to believe that I'm playing in front of people again until there's actually people there. Uh-huh. And like, I, I think I called you guys after the show and I was like, guys, that was insane. <laughs> like, You were so like jazzed on like playing for people. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. That must've been like, yeah, the first show, those people must've been going nuts. Dude. It was ridiculous. I, I don't think the crowd stopped bouncing the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's so rad. What about the draft? That must've been, was that nerve wracking to play the draft? I mean, aren't, isn't that televised and everything else? Yeah, I wasn't too cool. worried about that. It was I was more nervous for the fact that Rick was at that show. Oh, and he's watching you. So he's watching me. So I was like terrified for that. I I, I can play in front of as many people as you want. It won't. That's face true. Me. You've That's been bad. on TV quite a bit, few times doing this. Yeah, and I and it's kind of like and I play in front of a lot of big crowds and stuff. But the fact that he was there, oh my god, I was losing it. Like the whole like whole day, I was like I was so nervous, man. Like. And I was like, I was fine. Anyone can watch me. I don't care. But the fact that Rook's going to be there, I uh-huh. was like terrified, dude. And uh, <laughs> man, like just judging every hit. <laughs> that's how I was, thinking. I, was like, thinking, I was like thinking of it as if someone was subbing for me. I'd be like, oh, I wish they would have done that. Oh, oh, I wish I would have And I know like I knew he wouldn't say anything, but I just knew like I didn't want him to be thinking that. And then like and so the whole show I was nervous. And then the last song we had never played live before. It was like we actually had never played it before they had just told me to learn it. So I was just like listening to it in my hotel room all day. And you then, guys had it or they haven't played it. You got as a full 
Like no, they, they had they never played. Play, they had played it, but I had. But you hadn't played it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So they all know what to do, and I'm like, I don't know. So I'm like <laughs> listening to this recording in my hotel room all day, like hitting pillows and stuff, like trying to like, just like you know, mime it and stuff. And then, um, and so I was like freaking out, like Rook's gonna be watching this. I'm, I'm gonna totally like chatter this or whatever. It's gonna sound terrible. And then Rook gets up on stage, like, and without me noticing, and like, and then he just started like jamming along with me, and it's totally like everything went away then. <laughs> so, oh, that's rad. That is yeah, so rad. Yeah, so fun. Yeah, that is so sick. cool. And then the Bad Bunny thing happened because of the Machine Gun Kelly thing. Yeah, so he had like seen me, and then and then uh, uh, this guy, my friend Natural, is a is a rad music director, and he was emptying the gig, and he was like, "I can get the kid on drums." So he just kind of called me and asked me to do it. Was he was, he was missing a drummer, or like he just was needed somebody else to play with him, or Bad Bunny? No, has never like had a drummer before. Oh wow. Yeah, he's never had like a band. It's usually just him and a DJ and dancers and stuff. And uh, but for this performance, he wanted a live rock band, so we got me and Johnny Good and a few other rad people. And yeah, that's cool. How was it playing that show? That's like the biggest, one of the biggest, you know, music things on earth. It was it was cool. I mean, it was like it was it was like cool watching it back. I guess like at the time, it was just like so quick. Like you just get up, you do it, and then you're done. Mm -hmm. Like. Do you were you even thinking about like the fact that uh, every huge person in music is there like watching? I honestly didn't even think about that to be honest. I I should have. I feel like and but I just <laughs> like um I always just forget that part. I'm just usually like I get so sucked into my own world. I forget that people are watching. Yeah. Well, you're so good. You probably don't have to really worry about it much anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm just so good. You know, like, you are, dude. <laughs> Let's be real. Let's be real. <laughs> like I said, I watched you and I was like, the, the first thing I told Tosh ever was like, dude, watching you is what, like watching your show was reminding me of seeing Travis Barker feeling or like playing the first time for Blink. Because I'm from San Diego, and I would say I saw Blink a handful of times without Travis with their first drummer, and then seeing him with Travis, I was like, "Whoa! Like this is next level." And that's why I felt like watching to Tosh. I was like, "Oh my god! Like this guy's like next level." And sure <laughs> enough, he is. He's playing with Bad Bunny and you guys, and you know Machine Gun Kelly and everybody else. So. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, okay. So aside from the shows uh, or the show in LA, what do you do? You guys have more coming down? Are you gonna do a uh, tour? There's some stuff in works. Um, yeah, we're gonna announce something really cool soon, but we're not allowed to say it. Yeah, yeah in the fall. Like yeah. that. Okay. I see how you guys are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Awesome. I can't wait. So, um, and, and thank you guys so much for doing this. This has been so awesome. I really appreciate yeah. it. Um, and, and before I let you go, I have one more question. I want to know if I can get some, uh, an answer from all of you. If you have any advice for aspiring artists. Um, for me, I would say, you know, just make sure you're happy doing it. Just make sure it always makes you happy. I love it's that. It's not fun if it doesn't make you happy. I, I don't know. <laughs> just keep doing things that make you happy. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. I think the biggest one is just don't stop. Like, yeah. it's going to suck sometimes, but it probably makes you happy because you keep doing it. So keep doing it and like just work hard and don't stop. I love it. Tosh. Um, play a lot. <laughs> all day every day and that makes sure you're the best at what you do
Where's 